Hello everyone, this is Rosie and thank you for tuning in to this episode of my podcast called My Intrusive Thoughts. Well, I almost thought that I would not be able to sit down and record for a while after the kind of week I've had and I know it's a very morbid start to an episode but I think after clicking on the episode and reading the title you would probably have guessed that (laughs) this is not going to be a very fun topic to discuss that I have here for you today. I mean I'm trying to make it informative but I think (laughs) there's a lot of mixed feelings I have about this topic today but I guess we'll just roll with it because um, sometimes You just have to talk about the bad things. Sometimes you have to address the elephants in the room. And with this sort of topic, there being a couple of elephants in the room at the same time. So I guess uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about. But we're going to try and keep it light and sort of easy to digest. Because I don't want to get too graphic because I've already had a very, very emotionally taxing week and I just want to sort of unwind with you guys here. So let's get into it. You know, sometimes you just have these moments where you're lying in bed and it's like three o'clock in the morning and you can't really, you know, fall asleep. Because there's a lot going on in your mind and you're not consciously aware of your train of thought because there's like a lot of stuff, a lot of traffic. But at the same time, you're very aware of your state of being, your mental state, your physical state. And it's kind of hard to describe. Um, If you've not been through it, you probably wouldn't be able to, you know, um, sort of relate to it. But those moments where you're sort of floating in the middle of, you know, losing it all and then also being hyper aware of everything, it's <laughs> it's a journey. I mean, it's an experience. That's the least I could say about it. And I've been kind of having a couple of those lately. And I guess there's a lot of different things that have um, triggered these sort of nights for me where I'm just lying awake in bed and thinking to myself, what the hell? Why am I still awake? Why am I thinking about these things? You know, for example, like the other day, uh, it was like four in the morning, right? And I'm trying to sleep. Like I'm actively trying to sleep. I shut my eyes, you know, no other light source. And there's like the soothing uh, varying off the fan in the background and you know my sheets are at the right temperature and I'm wearing enough clothing to not be too hot or too cold and it's like it's perfect um setup for a good night's sleep but it just won't come and I'm just lying there and thinking to myself what the hell and then my brain just starts to like wander right and then I'm thinking back to you know the episode that I uploaded earlier last week uh and i'm like oh there were some technical glitches in those episodes right and i'm just like uh how do i fix that but then you know another thought comes barreling into my head and it's that uh, i've been listening to this other podcast uh 
from this very nice lady and the way she talks she's like so put together she's so sophisticated like she's so you know uh fluent and um she has this very soothing voice and everything and i love listening to her and it, she calms me down and everything and then i'm like thinking about that and then i'm like do i sound like that i mean in my podcast and i'm like how do people perceive my podcast and i'm like i don't think i am that soothing or you know that nice to listen to cuz i hate my voice on recording if i haven't said that before and then i'm like do i even you know qualify to be a podcaster cuz like people have all these elaborate you know um setups and they have like this amazing you know a whole team that helps them record a podcast edit a podcast um you know pitch it out to audience and work on the pr and all that and over here it's just me and my little um you know cheap as hell microphone and my laptop and that's it one man team and i'm doing everything and sometimes it's you know good sometimes it isn't and i'm just rolling with it and then the final thought that always 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 trumps all the other thoughts and i'm like do i even deserve to do this like people out there are putting up so many good things and you know compared to that my stuff is mediocre at best subpar at best so should i be even doing this and then i just sort of you know tumble down into this spiral of uh, all sorts of other negative things and insecurities that i have like sitting in the back just waiting to pounce uh waiting to be made known to me through my subconscious and unconscious and i'm just like yeah i think i am a waste of space and whatever now a lot of times you know it's sort of hard to put a full stop you know once you start thinking about these things once you are on that you know ship where it's it's set to sail and it's just like going 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 and you know you know in the back of your mind that it's going to ultimately it's going to sink but you can't do anything about it you just like yeah you just there you're sitting there hyper aware of the fact that any minute now your brain's going to conjure up the most messed up scenario ever giving you the most worst case possibility out there that could happen and it's going to probably kickstart your flight or fight response maybe or probably you know activate your tear ducts and you're probably going to end up having a meltdown or whatever but then you're still doing it and you're physically you know uh unable to stop that flow of thoughts and those intrusive thoughts those negative uh you know vile thoughts that just make you feel like the worst possible human to ever exist and like yes now i'm sitting here and i'm talking about it and i'm trying to have like a third person perspective about all of this but when you are the one doing it when you're the one going through it it's very hard to stop take a step back and sort of you know um uh, rationalize these thoughts right and i guess it's just it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of discipline and help from the right people sometimes adopting to the right sort of uh, exercises or you know approaches to be able to combat this but not everybody has the privilege of even identifying this as a problem itself you know much less being able to figure out if there is a way to 
sort of make it disappear or, you know, lessen you know, the frequency of these thoughts. So what am I even talking about exactly? I'm talking about the art of overthinking. And I know it sounds very fancy when I say it like that, but ultimately it just means that you have these crazy, weird, negative, very uh, intrusive thoughts that come into your mind, always um, on the side of being extremely repulsive to being downright abhorrent and horrifying that shake you to your core and, you know, present the worst possible thing that could happen to you in a way that you just feel like, yeah, this is it, you know, every single time. And I mean, when you think about it, a lot of us, actually, I think most of us have, you know, at some point in life gone through this, you know, gone through the phase where you have these thoughts in your head and you're feeling low and you're just, you know, vulnerable to these thoughts and you don't know what to do. And I'm here right now today to sort of help you understand this, you know, this phenomenon, try to, um, you know, figure out what it is, why it is, and how you can help combat that. And I hope that by the end of this episode, some of you guys will be able to figure this, these things out for yourself, sort of, you know, identify uh, stuff that works for you, doesn't work for you. I just hope that this is helpful for you in some capacity. So what causes, you know, these overthinking habits? I mean, there are different, you know, plausible causes that can uh, make you overthink, make your uh, mind go into overdrive. And I think the biggest factor would probably be stress. Because when you're stressed, your sympathetic system in overdrive, you don't know what you're feeling. You're not consciously aware of things sometimes you glaze over things or you're sometimes hyper aware of things and because in stressful situations your fight and flight uh, responses kick in so the ultimate goal that your brain has is to just somehow breathe in breathe out keep your heart working keep your brain cells working that's it every other thing just flies out the window and in those moments it's hard to think of you know calming down you know, uh, a lot of times when somebody's going through a panic attack or an anxiety attack, you know, you might feel the urge to say, calm down, as if that's going to help. As if telling somebody who is going through a panic attack actively that you should, they should calm down and that would help. No, of course not. When they're in that moment, they're not aware of what's happening. A lot of times they feel like they don't have a control over their own bodies let alone their minds so that's that doesn't help right so it's very important it's very it's imperative for the person who is going through these things to be able to figure these things out for themselves right because you won't have people around who know how to deal with these things all the time anxiety is also obviously i think Um, a cause and a consequence at the same time because it can manifest in so many ways, right? Uh, For me, for example, if I was going to be a little personal with you all today, um, I experience anxiety in the form of jittery hands, um, heart racing, 
like I get palpitations, like the kind where it feels like my heart is literally in my throat. And I excessively have like, I, 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 I sweat excessively and I just feel low. Like it feels like I get phantom chest pains as well. It, it's like something is, you know, sitting on my chest, like a very heavy sort of load and trying to compress my ribs in. And crush my heart and yes it sounds dramatic but this is true this happens and in that moment these are not phantom these are they might yeah the origin is psychosomatic but for me it's as real as being stabbed in the heart right these are not things that i figured out right away you know when i was when, when i started having these um it took me a while to sort of figure out to learn every time i was i would get an anxiety you know episode and i'd be like okay this is what I was going through and I would analyze it in my head and be like, okay, whenever I start feeling jittery, whenever I can't sit still, you know, in a place, whenever I feel like, when I start scrolling through my phone apps, like I'm jumping from Instagram to Snapchat to Facebook to Twitter, like in the span of five minutes and I can't stick to, um, you know, scrolling through one app or when I'm like just skipping through songs or when I'm trying to read something and I can't focus on one line and just I have to go back and reread and reread again or you know when I'm watching something and I just can't take it in because my mind is in overdrive that's when I know that you know I'm anxious and I need to do something so I guess these are my triggers but I guess a lot of people have different triggers and the biggest thing is to be able to figure out what it is you know um, how your anxiety your stress manifests um i have had a phase where i would just cry when i was anxious i would just not be able to stop crying every single thing every small every big thing i would just cry now that has sort of you know gone away but i still feel down i get very very moody very cranky when i'm anxious and i just know like you know when i start feeling like that i know that i'm anxious and i need to rest i need to calm down whatever it is i need to give myself a break and give my mind a break but it's easier said than done yeah it's it's, it's easier said than done because how do you stop that how do you tell yourself that it's okay you're not gonna die today or any minute your loved ones are safe because my biggest trigger is the thought that something would happen to my family or my loved ones or my friends or whatever and it's just it's an intrusive thought i always have it in the back of my head i'm always thinking because of some things that have happened in my life um because of uh some very traumatic experiences that i've had in terms of losing loved ones um i just always have this intrusive thought in my head where i'm like oh my god something's gonna happen and one of my loved ones is just gonna disappear and i know that i'm, I'm trying so hard not to you know bring all this up but I'm trying to just explain the kind of things that lead up to you know me being jittery and anxious and overthinking and stuff and you know these things are obviously part of life you know these experiences but yes they can hurt they mentally scar you and yes they it takes it, stick, it takes a lot to heal to come out of that and um you just you just need to have the willpower you just need to have the courage to do it at the end of the day because this is very taxing i tell you these thoughts overthinking everything it's it's a lot to take in 
and sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record when you know I talk to my friends. Um, I had like a similar uh, episode some days ago, and I've just kind of been trying to recover from that. And I remember that I was talking to my best friend, and he lives in the UK, so he is very busy mostly during the day. So I just I I mean I don't really get to talk to him all that much, but at night he just for some reason he kind of felt that something was wrong with me because I hadn't texted him the entire day. Usually I just, you know, bombard him with Instagram memes all day and then he gets home from work and he has like it's like a little best friend homework he has to do where he's like he goes through all those memes during the day. So I didn't send him anything the entire day and he texted me and he's like, "Are you okay? What's up?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like I felt in that moment that telling him that, you know, I'm feeling anxious or you know that my heart just feels like it's going to burst out of my chest it felt like a broken i felt like a bro- broken record and i did not want to say that i did not want to voice that just because i felt like saying it over and over again loses its you know its meaning its its significance and uh i felt ashamed you know to admit that uh, something ha- had happened in the day that had triggered me so much so much so that i was I felt paralyzed as if I couldn't do anything and I hated myself for letting that particular thing take over my entire mood my my entire days sort of um you know whatever I was supposed to be doing cuz I just felt so sort of trapped in my head I ended up doing nothing the entire day because it had triggered me so much so I was anxious I was angry at myself for being anxious and he was just like to say it you know whatever's on your mind say it and you know i was like i was just trying to not you know say it because i felt annoyed at myself for saying that i'm anxious and because how do you explain to somebody that you're anxious over something that your brain has conjured up about something that has hasn't even happened you know but your brain's making you think that oh this could happen and then this would happen and then this would happen and then you're just going to be heartbroken or you're going to be sad or whatever so your brain's cooking up scenarios that would probably be uh you know the, your worst nightmares and then making you live through those different possibilities and you know tell you that oh if this happened you're going to feel this if that happened you're going to feel that like why and yeah so but then he's like you know whatever whatever it is just say it it's not like it's going to change anything just voicing them maybe getting them out of your system would help you so i just went on this like little rant i told him what had happened and then he tried to calm me down and um he's not the best <laughs> when it comes to sort of um consoling people uh but he still tried his best and i appreciate that so much um and yeah that made me realize that talking ultimately helps so for the past few days i've just been trying to vocalize what i feel and i think it has kind of helped it has sort of made me um think about all these things to a lesser extent and just vocalizing them putting it out there in the open has um you know proverbially flushed these things out of my system flushed these thoughts out of my system and yeah i feel better i mean 
So, you know, when this happened, I sat down and thought to myself, I need to really look this up. You know, what's the scientific you know, theory behind all of that. And I found a lot of stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of information about these things out there. There's a lot of amazing, cool websites and articles and blog posts that uh, explain these things to you and break them down so that you understand them and also provide you with helpful information and maybe contacts um, so that you can find and seek help for yourself. So um, there's this interesting sort of thing that I came across and it was that there's an actual name for this like a very cool fancy term for overthinking and it's called analysis paralysis I really found found that interesting because um it makes so much sense you know because when you think when you look at it scientifically you know what happens with your brain when you're under stress so uh your brain stops thinking because it's in so much stress that it halts your thinking process and then it sort of plunges you into this little loop of uh, thinking about the worst case scenarios and just thinking and not doing anything about it for example you know you're under stress maybe you know you're under attack like a physical attack you know so your brain is going to shut down all of the thoughts and all you're going to focus on is the fact that you're somebody's trying to murder you and you're going to be paralyzed with fear. You know, this term that you get paralyzed with fear. What's that? What does that mean? It means that fear takes away, robs you of the ability to do something. It, it makes you feel stuck in, in, in a particular moment, in a particular mindset that you are so stressed that your brain just gives out. You just don't know. Your body gives out and you don't know what to do with yourself. And that's exactly what overthinking also does to you essentially because it's also stressing your brain out right it really made me think about how stress can be anything right your brain could be stressed about anything and all of that is valid right anything that is taking away the power from you to decide taking away the power for you to act is paralyzing and it's scary to think about Also going through this you know website i was looking at like different theories as to why people overthink or you know uh, what are the other factors and causes uh, that lead up to this particular mind frame or state of mind and i found quite a few and some of them really make sense one of them was parenting the kind of you know environment you grew up in and it makes sense because, you know, if you come from a background where you've been mollycoddled by a parent, that's, I'm, I'm taking the exact words from the website. It said that being mollycoddled by your parents or having overly strict parents growing up where they did not express themselves clearly to you so that you had to always guess what they were feeling and they would punish you. And because of that, you were always sort of very aware of your actions and you were always thinking of ways in which to please them in order to not get punished. And that causes anxiety to build up, obviously, because, you know, when you're always uh, treading on, you know, eggshells around people, when you're not sure about how they feel and you're always having to second guess what to do and what not to do it 
it can have devastating effect on your brain, on your personality, on your self-confidence, on your anxiety levels, on your stress levels. Because ultimately, that is going to cause you stress because you don't know. Anything that you don't know, that you cannot predict, can be a cause of stress, that can be a cause of anxiety. There were other things like, you know, uh, not having the sense of your identity being mirrored by your parents, which means that, you know them telling you all the time that oh you're still a kid you don't know what you're doing you know they're always spoon feeding you how to live your life so so much so that you just naturally expect them to make decisions for you and you don't know how to make decisions for you it gives you anxiety to step out speak for yourself fight for yourself and that can cause you anxiety that can make you overthink your decisions because you're not confident in making them you're not used to making them and then also the fear of you know, being humiliated or, you know, the fear of shame that can cause you to overthink a lot. And all of this makes sense, right? All of us have somehow been affected by, you know, these things at some point in our lives and we can relate to these causes, these factors. And so the question, you know, begs, how do you, how do you heal from this? Because, you know what, I was talking about this with a friend and you know i termed this as childhood trauma because yes this is traumatic as a child to go through the fact that you're living in constant anxiety as a child is a form of trauma and in a desi household if you'd say that you know if i go up to my parents and i'm like you traumatized me as a child by uh, being overly strict or you know not listening to me and not validating my identity as a child and you know not giving me the autonomy to think for myself to make decisions for myself they would probably kick me out of the house because this is like the biggest offense telling your parents that they have done something wrong i'm not trying to start beef with anyone i'm not trying to say that oh they see parents all they see parents are like that or whatever i'm just saying that in in a desi household there is a more there's a bigger chance of this having happened you know uh for it's it's like i've it's more common in desi households for children to go through this because i don't know how else to put it but it i i, I mean should i say that it's part of the culture like i don't want to say that it's part of the culture but a lot of us grew up in certain you know um rules and you know stuff like that and a lot of us have experienced this sort of thing growing up and some of us made it out uh, without all this you know baggage but some of us were not that lucky and we suffer with all this you know mental trauma that we went through so yes it's it sounds dramatic but yes it's not that dramatic but at the same time when you think of it 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 affects your life it's it affects the standard of your life it affects the quality of your life so i think it is a big deal it, it should be spoken about it should be voiced out because i feel like i don't know I, I i lately i just you know have been saying this a lot about parenting and you know uh, how to sort of bring about a better generation coming generation i don't know why i'm so fixated on that but i feel like as a generation that has learned and evolved to communicate to break these toxic cycles of misogyny of of you know being 
treated in unfairly and uh, you know the, the the generation that has stepped out of all those traditional cultural restraints and found their own identities and found you know their own voices i feel like it's our duty to continue to build a better future and to strive for it and how do i do that i sit back i evaluate myself i evaluate everyone around me and figure out what are the things that i should not be doing that were maybe done to me or done before me because from what i've learned especially in a desi society is that for such a long time especially women we were you know told glorifying details of women our our ancestors women of the past who went through abhorrent abuse horrifying abuse and we're told to learn lessons from them and what kind of lessons lessons of patience lessons of you know oh my god she was such a good lady she went through all of that her her husband abused her her children her children were like that she went through that her in-laws were like that that happened to her that happened to her and look at her she didn't say a word she just took it all in and she never spoke about it she never complained and i'm i don't want that to happen to us i don't want us telling our daughters that i don't want our sons learning that i want the next generation to be able to you know get up and say if this happened to this woman shame on you for not speaking about it shame on you for you know glorifying her struggles and making it sound like a, a field trip instead of condemning that instead of saying that no this should not have happened to her and again i've gone off tangent <laughs> which i tend to do a lot but these topics trigger me so much anyways uh as i was saying so i feel like sitting back and trying to figure out these triggers is one of the major steps that we can take towards healing towards a better future for ourselves towards you know a a, a space a time when these things these triggers would not make you lose your mind where you wouldn't look at somebody's you know you wouldn't be watching a show with somebody dying and just like go into shock thinking about anything and everything that can go wrong with you or your loved ones um and yeah it's it's a slow process it takes a lot of time to heal and i feel like therapy going to therapy is one of the biggest things and uh personally a lot of you probably would be thinking okay she seems very traumatized have you gone to therapy no i haven't um because of you know my life uh, as a med student i just had so much on my plate to even think of going to therapy which i think is a bad thing i should have you know whatever the stakes or whatever the circumstances were i should have seeked help but um i'm planning to i'm going to probably try and get therapy and see a maybe a therapist and and try to figure this out and seek help because i have realized that you know being self aware is not enough me knowing that i need therapy is not enough i need to actively reach out and you know do something um to for this to go away for me to feel better for me to heal over the course of the past i don't know decade or so since i've had this anxiety issue 
um, I have figured out a few ways that I can reel myself in, ground myself and, you know, bring myself back to reality and stop myself from spiraling. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I mean, I just want to share them with you because I feel like they might help some of you. I think the number one thing is trying to sit down and acknowledge the fact that something is wrong. A lot of times when you're jittery, when you're anxious, when you're panicked, you don't want to, you know, accept that. Because accepting somehow equals defeat. It equals giving away that power of knowing yourself. Because when you're anxious, you don't know what is going on. That's the biggest thing, right? You're lost. And just accepting and acknowledging the fact that you're lost, it does wonders for you. But your brain won't tell you that. Your brain's going to be like, no, you're okay, whatever. This is nothing. You're not losing your cool, whatever. Girl, keep doing what you're doing. But that's not how you're supposed to go about it. You're supposed to sit down, tell yourself, okay, I need to take a breath, okay? Deep breaths, in and out, in and out. When you're done doing that, calm yourself down. It's important to sort of, you know, regroup your senses. So you start with your hearing, you start with your listening and your feeling, you know, your toes, your fingers. That that always helps me. Like, you know, I always sit down and count my fingers, count my toes and, you know, look around, turn my head and stretch my muscles a bit because obviously when you're stressed, your body goes into overdrive, right? And it can cause your muscles to go stiff and for you to be extra thirsty or, you know, for you to feel constipated sometimes. Yes, constipation can be um, a consequence of stress as well. So, you know, I try to drink lots of water because that also helps sort of calm you down, hydrate yourself. And yeah, that's one way to basically... You know acknowledge and tackle this this monster this elephant in the room especially when it comes to overthinking i feel like um it's very you know it's a good practice to be mindful you know to tell yourself that um whatever thought you're having like f for example you know i had this intrusive thought in my head that uh somebody that i love is gonna die tomorrow so I get this intrusive thought in my head over and over again, you know, in a day because I'm anxious. And so I think recognizing the fact that it's an intrusive thought and that it does not mean that it's going to happen just because you're thinking it. Telling yourself that is very important. Telling yourself that this is an intrusive thought and you should not let it overwhelm you can help you sort of, you know, rein that in, rein that fear in rain that powerlessness in rain that frustration in and just pinpointing the fact that this is a thought and a thought alone this does not mean anything um, it can help sometimes you know other than that i feel like fencing your thinking process like your time to overthink it sounds funny you know when i say it like that fencing your thought process like you know tell yourself okay from nine o'clock to nine thirty you can freely overthink but after that you're done no more overthinking this is essentially what i'm actually talking about yes you set yourself a timer you know on your phone or just like you know verbally tell yourself that okay right now i have the time to overthink 
go ham okay go to down with those intrusive ugly thoughts but then you know when you're done you know after a specific time you tell yourself that's it no more overthinking for the day rosie you're done for the day that was it you've overstepped your quota of you know overthinking intrusive thoughts so bye bye okay now only positive thoughts positive affirmations you know think about i don't know unicorns for me i'd probably think about park jimin i would think about bts because they cheer me up and i would you know i would force myself to think about the funny things that they've done or said um and they have like this show called run bts where you know it's it's an entertainment show where they just do random crazy activities together and i just usually binge watch that or i would like maybe watch a comedy movie or something something sappy or romantic to take my mind off and it helps too i mean i'm not a therapist so i can't tell you exactly what to do but i'm just sharing all the things that help me personally to deal with this you know sort of thing so i would like you to take all of this with a grain of salt because some of these things might work some of these things probably are not even helpful but they have helped me and so i felt like sharing it with you guys another thing that i have realized has helped me tremendously over the years is changing your perspective you know at looking things and i don't know how to you know vocalize this how to tell you this but like just looking at things you know thinking about something for example you know i want to go to a bts concert and instead of thinking that i can never go to a bts concert because they'll never perform in pakistan and you know uh, i'll never get to see them live i instead force myself to think that one day i'm going to have enough money i'm going to be you know rich i'm going to have the the means the resources to maybe fly out to you know see bts or you know maybe one day our country is going to be stable enough and we're going to have security and we're going to have all sorts of you know uh, opportunities to bring them to pakistan so yeah i tell myself that so focusing on the things that you can't do you know is only going to lead you to feel upset sad so why should i do that why should i not instead talk about or focus on things that i can actually do in a certain situation isn't that better isn't that more productive and i know that it's it's still a lot like it's it's easier said than done but it's like these little things that eventually help you right so i think that trying it out is not going to you know there's nothing to lose you know in trying these things out and i think the biggest one <laughs> that has helped me although i'm going to admit that it's very hard for me to follow this particular one it is talking to somebody be it a therapist be it your friend be it your loved ones your partner whoever that you trust it does wonders for you see the thing is i'm the kind of person who is going to be there for everybody around me who needs um you know any ear to listen who needs a shoulder to cry on and i would always be you know you're always welcome to share your your thoughts your fears your problems with me and i would try my best to be a, a support to you however you want me to be if you want me to give you advice or just listen to you i'm always you know present i'm always available but when it comes to me 
I just hate burdening other people with how I feel. Because I feel like everybody has their own things to deal with. And I just don't want to add to their problems. And I know this is stupid. This is... It's literally that that one joke that you see on Instagram all the time. Yes, I am that person. I just... I would disappear. I would just go into my bubble. Zone out. Space out. Ghost you. Until I'm feeling better. Then come back as if nothing has happened. But I just... I can't help it. It's so hard to tell myself that it's okay to share. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to just sit down and talk about these things with somebody. And it's taken a lot of working, um, a lot of self-care, a lot of um, re-educating myself and re-honing my reflexes for me to be able to get to a point where I can just, you know, when I'm feeling bad, when I'm upset, for me to just open up my best friend's contact and be like, I should text her. Or text him um, but it has helped me and one of my other best friends we always joke about this and we're like you know it's better to suffer together sometimes you know just two miserable girls out there uh, talking about all our traumas and just bonding over <laughs> how shit our life is sometimes so it's it's become a sort of um, tradition I guess like a, a thing between us to just you know ghost each other but then come back and then we're like spilling our guts to each other because we both respect that we both need time to sort of go through something and then um you know take our time to reel it in and 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 figure out what the hell just happened and then we come back to each other and we talk about it and try to get each other's input sometimes we give each other advice sometimes we just listen and I love that I've been able to create that sort of space, safe space with somebody. Um, and I hope that you guys can find that too. And I wish that those, who've, those of you who don't have it, that you could create that for yourself. Also, if anyone ever wants to talk, you know, share whatever they're going through with me i'm always there to listen um i mean that's the least i can do for you people so you can always you know find me on instagram uh i have an instagram handle for this particular podcast it's called my thoughts and you can you know find me there and we can talk i'm always there to sort of you know help you any any way that i can um besides that i feel like um one of the big biggest things that I have learned over the years is that don't think of yourself as your enemy. I feel like going through these things, going through these, uh, being in this headspace or, you know, having these thoughts sometimes, these negative thoughts, they can lead to a sense of self-loathing. They can make you hate yourself. I've been through that, uh, honestly speaking. I've hated myself at times for just overreacting for saying and feeling things that normally people should not be feeling in you know certain circumstances and i felt like why am i you know being like this why am i so sensitive about certain issues and why do i get triggered then i loathe myself for it because i see other people you know going through their day going through the same experiences and not feeling it as badly or as you know vividly and intensely as i do and sometimes, yes, it has made me feel ashamed of myself and feel myself to be the biggest 
fool on the planet. But I've also realized as I grow that it's part of life and it's okay to have these emotions. It's okay to have these thoughts. It's okay to, you know, not feel the best all the time. But what is not okay is for you to let these thoughts, let these behaviors define who you are. Let them dictate your life because that is not who you are. Ultimately, you are bigger than that. You are bigger than that fear. You're bigger than that thought, the fear of, you know, things going wrong, that anxiety, that, you know, self-loathing, that, that anything and everything that hurts you. You're bigger than all of that. And you should always, always, always remember that. I've realized I've been rambling. Like, I've not just been talking. I've been talking so fast. And I'm probably going to hate myself when I edit this because sometimes I listen back and I'm like, is this even a podcast? It just sounds like being on the phone with somebody who is a chatterbox who just wouldn't shut up. So you just tune them out. So <laughs> I hope you guys don't tune me out because I've tried to make it as engaging as I possibly can. I don't know how to do that, though. I'm I, honest. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to be um, how to talk like I know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> That sounds so fucked up, doesn't it? That sounds so stupid. Because I've just given you so many scientific facts and theories and talked about all this, you know, uh, learned stuff. But then I'm like, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I do actually. I mean, I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell does I got myself into? Like, this whole thought is weird. But anyways, I guess um, I'll end this episode here. It's just kind of being dark. I don't know. Um, not comfortable i guess but still something that i felt like i needed to talk about because this has been on my mind this past week and i just felt like um you know i thought about people who might relate to me and i needed to talk about this you know on on here and to reach out and to tell you that you're not alone in these thoughts you're not alone in these behaviors you're not alone in this state of mind uh, I guess we all go through it sometimes, but what my ma- what matters is that at the end of the day, you are bigger than all of this, and you can come out of it. And it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a lot of work, hard work, to recognize these triggers, to be able to unlearn these patterns and you know behaviors, and find things that help you. And sometimes you're gonna fail. Sometimes. You're going to try everything and it won't get better. But then sometimes it will. And it's that hope that you need to stick with. That hope that you need to look forward to. Um, and I guess at the end I would just say that I'm so sorry if you felt that there's no way. Because there is always a way out of it. And it's... It, it might not, the, the, you know, the opening at the end of the tunnel might not always be visible, but this darkness is going to go away. There's going to be a brighter day ahead of you, no matter what. So please don't lose hope. Please don't feel alone. And most of all, love yourself. Please, hashtag love yourself. <laughs> also, I just, I don't know if uh, some of you are probably BTS ARMY. I... I've just been finding ways to talk about them today because I'm just like so emotionally overwhelmed and I've just watched four different live streams 
by one of the band members, Jungkook. He was on, and I usually do like this translation thing because um, I know how to speak Korean. So, because uh, the live streams are not dubbed, obviously they're not um, subtitled. So I do this like live stream translation thing on Twitter whenever a BTS member comes on. So I've been doing that for like three hours, and it was a lot of emotional. You know, it was a it was a lot of emotional stuff going on during that live, and I'm just overwhelmed right now. I'm giddy. I'm kind of like wrung out emotionally, uh, but it's it's been a it's been quite an eventful day for me. <laughs> so I've just probably rambled a lot, and I'm just I don't know in a weird headspace. But um, I'm okay. I guess I will be okay if I'm not. So with that said, I would now take my leave and I hope that you have a great weekend ahead and I hope that you're staying safe wherever you are and I hope that it gets better for you if you're not. Allah Hafiz!